right, welcome back to episode 13 of the Cycling with Watts podcast. This is the second podcast of the week. It's kind of exciting. It's the first time I've done it, but I'm going to be breaking up the pro news and the tech news. I released that last Tuesday. Today is focused on maintenance and training. So I am your host, Jared Watts, and here on the Cycling with Watts podcast, it's just dedicated to get you out on your bike more, bringing you all of the news from the pro peloton, bringing you news from the tech world and what the new best hot piece of tech that is coming out to the bike world, and then maintenance, getting into how to make your bike work as best as possible, how to keep it nice and shiny, and then getting into training tips so that you can have that nice shiny bike, get out, and then train your body and get better and better on the bike. So that is the focus of the Cycling with Watts podcast. As always, we're going to have that orchestra music play us into the show. All right, so today we are focusing on maintenance and training. Maintenance and training. What are the two topics we are going to be covering? Well, in the maintenance corner, we are going to be talking about why you should clean your drivetrain and how to clean your drivetrain, both from like a five-minute cleanup all the way to something that could take 30 minutes to an hour to complete and how to do all of that. And then over on the training side, talk about how to prep the night before so you have everything ready for your training ride in the morning. It's something I have been doing, and it just it helps me so much more to get out on the bike that next day, especially if I'm going out for an early ride, say 5 a.m., something like that. I really don't want to spend a half hour getting my bike ready, getting ready myself in order to go out for a ride early in the morning. So we're going to talk about how prepping the night before can really help your training that next day. So over in the maintenance corner, though, we're talking about how to clean your drivetrain. Now, don't turn off the podcast yet. I promise this is very exciting. If you don't already clean your chain, clean your cassette, clean your chain rings up front, please do do so. It makes your ride feel so much better. Being a mechanic, I routinely clean a lot of dirty cassettes and a lot of dirty chains. And afterwards, it's an absolute different feel for the customer because it just feels like butter. I mean, when you take off of that old gunk and grease and put new fresh lube on there, oh, it just, it makes me feel so good inside when those cranks are spinning so nicely and smoothly as the chain rides over that cassette. So we're going to talk about all the tools that you need to do that, kind of the steps on how to do that, what works best, and we're going to do you know, a really quick down and dirty version of it, and then something that's going to take a little bit longer if you have the time, if you have the tools, and if you want to, you know, take it to that level of cleaning. So first off, why should you do it? Well, you should do it for efficiency. I mean, you put lube on a chain so that chain is as efficient as possible and reducing as much friction along your cassette and along your chain rings up front so that you effectively have to do less work from your body in order to go the same speed as if you didn't have the lube on there. Also, that friction will break away or break down your parts. It'll break down the cassette quicker, it'll break down your chain and your chain ring quicker if you don't keep that clean or if you don't put lube on there. 
in general. Also, it just looks so nice. You know, looking at a gunky chain and cassette and chain rings, it's just nasty to look at, to be honest with you. I don't like it. It kind of grosses me out. It creeps me out, especially when those jockey wheels on your derailleur are full of gunk. It's a very, very satisfying feeling when I clean that off. But, oh, it just it kind of gives me the creeps thinking about that, to be honest with you. So it looks. It, it looks so much nicer when you have, you know, a nice chain that's nice, shiny, silver, whatever color. Maybe usually it's silver. But oh, it just looks so nice. One of the best compliments I got from a customer once is I, I cleaned their drivetrain and their chain. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I could eat off of this. And I was like, thank you very much. That was probably the best comment I have ever got from somebody. So, yes, looks are are important. you got to factor that in as well. Feel, to me, is definitely one of the biggest things when I'm out on my bike. And I, you know, usually I'm, I'm pretty good at keeping my chain clean routinely especially it's part of my pre-ride and post-ride routine that i do is make sure i clean that chain down apply fresh lube on there but then when i do take the chain off let that sit in degreaser i take the cassette apart let that sit in degreaser clean all that stuff real well i feel it when i am out on the bike and just those cranks move so much smoother and it just feels really good it's hard to describe that feeling because it is a feeling that i am talking about and i try to sell that feeling to customers as well when they ask why do i need a tune-up well one of the biggest things is that feeling part of it this is your bike you've spent money on it you know when you go out on a ride you want to get that exhilaration you want to go fast you want to work use it as a workout tool you may be doing it on vacation and guess what that tune-up is just going to help everything feel a little bit better so even though that feels like maybe that shouldn't be included, I think feel is such a big part of it because when my bike is firing on all cylinders, it makes me as the rider feel so much more confident in that bike and want to put those pedals down just a little bit harder, a little bit faster, and put out a little bit more watts. And then speaking of watts, since my name is Jared Watts, if you keep it clean, it will be more efficient. Therefore, you will ineffective or effectively be putting out more watts for less work. Now we're all trying to chase watts and pick up watts where we can. And this is a way to basically get free watts just by cleaning your chain, cleaning your cassette, cleaning those chain rings. You are able to pick up more watts with using the same effort. So more watts, less work. That is the why behind why you should clean your drivetrain. Now when I talk about drivetrain, I am talking about your cassette on back, your chain and your chain rings up front. That is what I am referring to. So in order to clean all of this, you will need a couple tools. Now I will also go through, I'm going to go through the tools that you need. And this is more for the long process of taking everything off of your bike. You can also clean all of this stuff on your bike. It's just not going to be as good. Now, when do I do this? I do the quick clean three, four times a week, depending on how much I am riding. I do the middle level clean, which I'll get into that in a little bit, probably at least once once every other week. Let's, let's go with every other week I do that. And then where I'm taking everything off the bike, I do that about once a month or every month and a half, something like that. All depends on how much I'm riding, what type of conditions I am riding in. You know, if I go through a month of riding and it's, I really haven't ridden anything bad, hasn't been dusty, 
and everything looks pretty good, I'll, I'll push it to a month and a half. But if I've been riding in a lot of rain, if I've been riding in a lot of poor conditions, then I'll definitely do it maybe every other week, something along those lines. So here are the tools and supplies that you will need for cleaning your cassette, chain rings, and chain. First off, you will need degreaser. Now there's a lot of different types of degreaser out there. I would look towards a bike-specific degreaser so that you are not stripping away too much. You know, especially in that chain where there's those little rollers in there, you can strip that stuff out. It is pretty hard to do, to do but if you stick to a bike-specific degreaser, you should be 100% safe on that. And there's two types of degreasers that I use. They're both from Muckoff. I have the Bio, I think it's just called the Bio degreaser. It's a spray, aerosol spray can from Muckoff. That's what I use, I don't know, 90% of the time. I love that stuff. It actually smells really good too, which is a huge thing. So it's from Muckoff. And I use that when I'm cleaning my chain on my bike. I use that when I'm cleaning my chain off my bike. I use it for cleaning a cassette when it's still on the wheel. So I probably use that, you know, 90% of my tune-ups, I use that degreaser because I'm cleaning things on the bike usually. Our next level tune-up is where we start to take everything off of that bike. And then when, once I take it off the bike, I use a little bit higher level degreaser. But it's great, this bio degreaser stuff, because it's safe for frames. And so you can spray it right on the chain while it's on the bike. And you don't have to worry about getting it on a frame. I do cover my disc brakes though if I'm using that that's one point across this entire cleaning process if you have disc brakes take a rag take a paper towel cover those disc brake calipers and even the rotors themselves if you're getting anywhere near spraying that just make sure that is covered so muck off is what I use now their step up heavy duty degreaser I use that stuff when I'm actually cleaning parts off of the bike and I really want to let them soak and get in there uh, get inside of those parts as best as possible. So two different types of degreaser. I would say for 90% of the time, things that you're going to use them for, being an at-home mechanic, I would go with the muck-off degreaser because you can use it on a lot of other parts on your bike. You can spray it on your frame too, especially on those chain stays. You can get some grease buildup sometimes there, so you can spray that bio degreaser on there. So next, microfiber rag. This is what I use to clean chains, and I also use t-shirt rags, but I really like microfiber rags for cleaning chains as it just seems to get in there a little bit better and have a little bit more, get a little bit more of that grit out there. Now there are chain cleaning specific tools that are really easy to clean your chain on the bike. I would recommend it if you want. I personally don't use them. I don't have anything against them. I just like to use my fingers and really feel that chain in my hands. So Yes, purchase one of those if that is the route that you want to go. Not necessary, though, from my viewpoint. Next, some bike-specific brushes. Now, this will come in handy for cleaning the chain ring and cleaning the cassette each cog once you take them off. Not 100% needed. You can use a rag. You can use microfiber cloth. You can use a toothbrush. You can use a sponge. You can use a couple different things, but I know Park Tool has a set of brushes that I personally use. And I like them. I think it's like 15 bucks. I know Muckoff makes a set of brushes as well. They're pretty cheap, and you can use them on other parts of your bike. They're safe to use on the frame. 
stuff like that. So I would recommend picking up some bike-specific brushes, but if you don't want to, if you already have a bunch of rags, a bunch of sponges laying around your house, feel free to use that. A toothbrush also works really well. A flathead screwdriver, preferably a small one. It works as a nice little pick if you ever need to pick anything out. It can fit in between the rollers on a chain. If you have your cassette on your wheel, you can pick little things out of there as well. Not necessary, but I like it. A cake pan for cleaning your individual cogs. Cake pans are really nice. You can use a plastic bucket. You can use a couple different things. I like a cake pan because it has sides on it. It's made of metal, and I can really scrub stuff well in that cake pan. To take off your cassette, you will need a cassette lock ring tool. Make sure it is compatible for yours. Shimano SRAM are the same. You'll need a special one if you're using a Campy cassette or if you're using, let's say, a Sun Tour cassette, something like that. But majority of you, I guess, I'm guessing are riding Shimano or SRAM, and it uses the same cassette lock ring tool. You will also need a chain whip tool and that usually looks like a stick with a chain attached to it and that is to get your cassette off and I'll walk through how you do that later on. If you are going to take your chain off of your bike and it has a quick link that is really nice because you can use either a quick link tool or a needle nose pliers to basically find that quick link stick either the ends of the chain link tool or the quick link tool or the pliers in between it and you're just going to squeeze them together so you're going to pop that quick link together so it comes off and then it's really easy to take your chain off if you do not have a quick link on your bike don't be afraid to take your chain off but i probably would just leave it on there it's a lot it's a lot easier to do otherwise you need a chain tool uh, to one break that pin inside of there to take the chain off and then you will need to purchase a quick link and put it on there so you could if you don't have a quick link quick link on there you can use a chain tool to break that chain off and then use a quick link to put it back on lastly a torque wrench if available not needed for this the only thing that you would need it for is taking the cranks off which I'll get into that in a little bit. The only reason you would take those cranks off is to clean those chain rings up front. Again, not necessary to take those cranks off. It does help to get in there a little bit. I'll kind of go through what's best practice in a little bit, but also a, a big torque wrench to then put the cassette back on. Definitely not needed. I do it, I'm a mechanic and I have the tools available, but not necessary for most at-home mechanics. And then lastly, some lube. After you get this all nice and sparkly and shiny and clean and degreased, you will need to put lube back on that chain after everything dries. So those are all the tools that you could possibly need in order to do this. But if you do have something that is specific on your bike, like I said, campy, or that's really all I can think of, then you might need a, another specific tool, but for the most part, this should cover 99% of you and the tools that you will need. So let's get to cleaning the chain. If you are going to take everything off of your bike, the chain is the first thing that you will need to take off. But let's talk real quick on how to clean that chain while it is on the bike. Well, 
It's really easy if you have a bike stand because you can pop it in that bike stand. Now, I know most of you may not have one. It would be a good thing to invest in. I would 100% say that. So if you do have a bike stand, pop it in that bike stand. And then just spin those pedals backwards. And while you're spinning those pedals back backwards, take a rag and try to just rub off as much of that excess grease and that old grease that is on there. So what I do is I first just try to scrub off as much as I can. And then I have probably about three different approaches for cleaning a chain, depending on what scenario I am running into. So either I apply more lubricant and then I use that lubricant as my cleaner and I just keep scrubbing, 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 scrubbing as much as possible to get all of that old grease off of there and then work in that new grease. Also, I have stuff that I use from Muckoff called Mo94. It's an aerosol and it's basically like the lubricant that you can use all across your bike. You can use it in so many different places and I use that to clean a chain as well because if you're using lube or Mo94, uh, is what this stuff is called, or if you have an aerosol lube, you're not shooting degreaser in there, so you never have to worry about stripping away any grease, or I would say if you're going out for a ride, you don't have to worry about stripping the grease that's already on your bike, and then once you reapply new lube, you don't have to worry about that flying off as well. So this is the technique I use if I'm gonna go out for a quick ride, if I'm doing a quick clean for somebody at an event. But if I really wanna get in there, then I go to that degreaser. And even on the bike, I can spray that muck off bio degreaser on the chain and then do those same steps of just scrubbing that chain as hard as possible. And you can run the chain through your fingers while pedaling those cranks forward. Now you do have to be careful if you have the wheel in the back that you don't get your finger caught in those spokes. You can also use what's called a dummy hub or a dummy wheel where you take that back wheel out and you slip that dummy wheel under the chain in the dropout and then the chain flows freely through there and you have a lot more access to clean that chain and more slack to clean that chain with. If you have the back tire on though, I would recommend popping it into the big ring up front and the smallest cog in the rear. For me, that seems the best to be the best place to clean it. Now, this is where you could also use a dedicated chain cleaner and run that chain through there as well. So, a couple different options. Now, off of the bike. If I'm going to take that chain off of the bike, either I'm going to need a chain tool to break that pin if I do not have a quick link in the chain I am working on. All my bikes have quick links on them. So I just take a quick link tool, pop that together, and take the chain off. Now do keep in mind, if you take your chain off, there is a backwards way to put on a chain. So don't put it on backwards. And if you're ever wondering about that, look up specifically what your chain is and what is front and back or what is the right direction to run it. Usually you are safe with making sure that the wording on the chain is facing you when you install it back on your bike. That's a good rule of thumb. Not saying it's going to be the case for every single chain, but for the most part, that is the rule of thumb. So putting it back on, 
make sure to remember that step that you can put it on backwards. And then if you do have a quick link, usually those have arrows on them on the direction they are supposed to run. Make sure they are running forward towards the front of the bike. So we take that chain off and then what are we gonna do? Put it in your cake pan and pour degreaser on it, spray degreaser on it, whatever type of degreaser you have. Make sure that there is a little bit of liquid sitting in that cake pan so that the chain can soak in that degreaser. So what you're going to do is let that soak for, you know, a good couple minutes. Whatever you feel is comfortable, you'll start to see that grease and stuff come off. And then this is where you can take that brush and start brushing that chain right in that cake pan. Try to get off as much as possible. And try to get into every little nook and cranny inside of that chain. And then what you're going to do after that is take that chain out. And then this is really where that microfiber cloth comes in handy. Make sure it is dry. And the purpose of using that microfiber rag is either to, well, two things actually. It's going to help clean it a little bit more than what the brush was doing. And then also drying it. You want to make sure that that chain is dry of degreaser before it gets put back on the bike and before you put fresh lube on it. So usually when I'm working on a tune-up, it's a little bit different steps that I take just to make sure I have that drying time built in because I try to do my tune-ups in an hour and a half. And so I have that kind of calculated to make sure that the chain and the cassette can dry. So I go on and do some other things while all that is drying. But make sure you give it time to dry. I don't know what that's going to look like necessarily for your bike and your situation, but at least 15 minutes. Give it time to dry after you've already ran through it with your fingers as much as possible. So I usually hold the chain in one hand. I'm usually wearing gloves when I'm doing this because you're working with chemicals and working with grease and you don't want that to get on your hands. And so I'm holding the chain in one hand and then just ripping it through that cloth as best as possible. That way I'm really holding the chain tight in my other hand with the cloth around it and I'm just pulling it through there making sure that I'm getting it clean and dry. And I'm also making sure to let it not touch the ground because I just got it free of all that grit and grime and dirt. And so I don't want it to be touching the ground and then attracting little bits of dust, especially if you're doing this in your garage or something like that. Try to keep it off the ground as best as possible. I know it can be tough. If it touches, no big deal. Just don't lay it in a pile of dirt basically after you get done cleaning it. And then to put it back on the bike, ideally you're going to do this after you've cleaned everything else. Everything has had time to dry, but you're either going to, well, you'll have to use a quick link. I would not recommend putting a pin in there as you would do on a new chain. So take a quick link, make sure the chain is routed the right way. Like I said, good rule of thumb, make sure that wording on the chain is facing you. Pop the quick link in one side, pop it in the other, route it through the cassette and your derailleur proper, properly, route it through that chain, front chain ring, and then bring those two ends together, pop the quick link together, take a pliers and pull that chain apart to make sure that the two parts of the quick link pop together. If you want to make sure that you are safe, spin those cranks so you see that quick link at the top part of the, I would say above your chain stay. So it's on the top part of that drivetrain and then hold your rear brake and push your pedal forward. And what that's going to do is stretch that chain for a quick second. 
and it's going to pop those two into place if they're not already popped into place, those quick links as well. So that is how you clean your chain on and off the bike. Now, ideally, I would do all of this stuff kind of at the same time. And so I would take the chain off. I'd get that clean, get that set that aside to dry it. And then I would go take off the cassette. But I will talk about two ways to do that, either taking off your cassette or leaving your cassette on your bike and cleaning it there. So let's first talk about leaving it on the bike and how to clean it there. And so this is where that aerosol muck off degreaser really comes in handy again. So if you take, first you have to take that back wheel off of your bike. If you don't have a bike stand, a little bit more difficult, but you can just set your bike up against wall, take that back wheel off and let it set gently down on the concrete. If you want, you can flip your bike upside down. It's kind of an unwritten rule to not do that, but totally fine to do it. Easy to work on the bike when you do that. So either way, take off that back wheel. And if you have rim caliper brakes, you really got nothing to worry about. If you have disc brakes, I would recommend covering that disc brake rotor. Just be as precautious as possible. You can cover it with a rag. You can cover it with a paper towel, but do cover that rotor. And so once you have that rotor covered, or if you don't have a rotor, what you're going to do is tilt. I like to do it standing over the wheel. So I have the wheel in between my feet and I'm standing over it. And what I do is I just spray that degreaser all over the cassette. I spin that cassette and spray at the same time. It's not like I just put loads and loads and loads of it on there, but I get a nice coating of that degreaser on there. And then I take a t-shirt rag, which a t-shirt rag you can find in the painter section of about any hardware store. They are super nice for cleaning bikes across the company that I work for. We all use t-shirt rags for cleaning the bike and for other various things, but they're nice and thin, very durable, and really pick up dirt well. And so what I do is I take one of the edges of that t-shirt rag, and with that wheel in between my feet, basically I'm able to hold that wheel steady, and then I take that t-shirt rag in between each individual cog and I kind of, I basically floss that cog and the cassette will spin as I'm cleaning it. So it's really nice because the cassette is moving and I can put down a lot of pressure on that cassette. And for the most part, get it pretty clean. And so I go in between each individual cog, moving that rag around so that I have a clean part of the rag. And as long as there's enough degreaser on there that it's liquidy and it's able to scrub that off, that's about all you need. And so I go through each individual of those cogs and I'm done cleaning it in two, three minutes. Now I definitely go over it with a with a pick if things are in there, flathead screwdriver as well. And there's some other ways that I can clean it if it's not getting clean enough. But for the most part, that's a really quick way to clean your cassette. And that's the thing that I do maybe every other week. And then about once a month, I will take the whole cassette off and clean each individual cog. So let's talk about how to do that. Well, first you have to take your cassette off. And so what are you gonna need? You're gonna need that lock ring tool. You'll also need a wrench to take that off. There's a couple different options. You may have a tool set that already has this in it. So there's different ways to do that, but you definitely need that lock ring tool and then any crescent wrench 
that opens up or you can adjust that will work and then a chain whip tool so you want to I'd recommend watching a video on this as well if you've never done it before it don't be afraid of it it's just easier if you do watch a video on it so just how I was cleaning the cassette when the cassette was on the bike that is how I have the wheel so I put that wheel in between my feet I hold it firm with my knees if I need to but I can usually hold it firm with my feet and then I take the chain whip tool place that securely around the smallest cog and then in my left hand and then in my right hand I am taking that lock ring tool which is fit inside of the cassette I forgot to mention you will need to take off your skewer so take off that skewer and then place that lock ring tool in there and then take whatever type of wrench you have there's a couple different options that work for it some of the lock ring tools even have a three-fourths bit on there so you can pop in a ratcheting wrench as well there's a couple different options for you but place that on there and then I hold that in my right hand hold the chain whip in my left hand and it's going to take a good amount of force anti-clockwise to get that to break and so I push down if you're holding it in between your feet push down with that right hand until I get it to break I do a couple turns with the wrench and then from there you can have that lock ring tool in your hand and unscrew it the rest of the way now you need to take the cassette off of the freewheel and all of those cogs are going to come off individually so what I recommend is holding that tight in your I take both hands and pull that cassette off making sure nothing is moving in there then from there I have a rag spread out on the ground or on my workbench wherever I am working and I'll place each individual cog face up which again I like to the chain good rule of thumb you'll make sure that the cog is facing the right way if you can see the letters the letters should always be or numbers uh, in a lot of it'll say the number of teeth on that cog so make sure those numbers are facing you and so I lay them face up in order so that I can remember them now there's also going to be little black spacers in there make sure you keep those spacers in the exact same place so I lay that all out so I know that when I go to put it back on it's in the exact right order so now that we have it all off I usually have that laying on a rag so it can dry when I'm done cleaning it but I'm going to take that cake pan again it's fine if you just keep that same degreaser in there recommended best practice would be to dispose of that degreaser properly depending on what kind of degreaser it is so make sure you are disposing of that properly and then put fresh degreaser in there and again make sure you kind of have a little puddle or a little buildup of degreaser in there I wear rubber gloves when I do this or I should say nitro gloves when I do this to make sure I am protecting my hands and then I take each cog individually put it in that cake pan and just scrub away now if you have a dedicated parts washer that is ultimately the best thing to do bike shops have that we have in our vans but this is how you do it when you are at home and do not have a parts washer pop that cog into that pan let it soak a little bit in there and then take whatever brush you were using before toothbrush bike specific brush sponge whatever and scrub off all of that grease there's not going to be a ton of grease on your cassette for the most part but just scrub away scrub away scrub away do both the front and the back a good way to remember that you're keeping that cassette or that cog 
upright is I lay it out upright with the numbers, but if you forget all of that, it always starts up, I put it into the cake pan up, I clean the front, I clean the back, I put it back on the rag facing up. So do do whatever is going to work for you, but make sure when you put that cog back on that it's facing up. So I take each individual cog and do that, and then I lay it back out on that rag. And then from there, because I cleaned it pretty well in the pan, it's almost 100% perfect, but I really inspect it closely up in front of my eyes and also drying it at the same time. So I take a clean rag and I dry that cassette off. Dry that off, dry that off, dry that off, and I get off any little bits of grease that are stuck on there. Then from there, everything, I put it all back on the rag. It's all ready, set to go. Then you're going to put it back on your freewheel. And you're going to see all of these splines. And then on the cogs, you're going to see all of these openings to the splines. Shimano, SRAM, you're going to look for that small notch. And what I like to do is I have the wheel sitting in front of me, and I place that small notch facing the top of the wheel, if you want. Just put that small notch in the place that you know it, and then I take each individual cog, I look for that small notch, and put it on the cassette facing the right way. It's hard to mess that up because it will really only fit on there one way. The part that you can mess it up is facing it front or backwards. So make sure that those letters or numbers, whatever is on your cog, that they're facing you at the end. Put those spacers back in the right spot. Make sure to give those spacers a little wipe off as well. They can get a little bit greasy. So you're going to put everything back on the bike the way it was. So after all those cogs are on there, you're going to take that chain ring tool and put it into the exact same spot that it came off of. You're going to get it into those, gosh, I'm just forgetting the words, but uh, the threading. There we go. Get it into that threading and get that threading started about hand tight. So get that about hand tight in there. If you need to, re-grease those threads if it's kind of some gross, icky grease in there. Wipe that grease off and just put a light layer of grease on there as well. And then you're going to screw that hand tight until, well, you're going to screw it until it's hand tight. And then you're going to take that wrench that you're using for that cassette lock ring. And you're going to use that to tighten it the rest of the way. And so what you want to do is start spinning that clockwise. Take it off anti-clockwise, put it back on clockwise, and you're going to be pulling up if you have that wheel in between your feet again. So you're going to be pulling up, and basically you want to feel like you are lifting a, uh, you're doing bicep curls, and you're doing a lot of weight, because what you want to get that to is 40 newton meters. You want to get that to 40 newton meters if you have a torque wrench. Otherwise, you want to get it as tight as possible, basically. You won't do any damage and I don't think you're going to over tighten it so just put that on as tight as possible going clockwise. So we've talked about the chain, we talked about the cassette, now it comes to the chain rings. Now if you don't know how to take off your cranks that is totally fine for the most part you don't need to take off your cranks in order to clean them very well. What you're going to want to do is get some degreaser on a rag and just try to get into every nook and cranny as best as possible. It's really easy if you spin the cranks and you can apply pressure with a finger on the teeth of those chain rings 
But if you do want to take off your cranks, watch a video because it might be specific to your crank set. There's a lot of different crank sets out there. So watch a video that is specific to your crank set. Global Cycling Network has a ton of these videos and I'd recommend watching that. The tools you are going to need are a set of Allen keys. You're going to need a preload cap tool if you're using a Shimano crank. And there's a couple other various tools that you're going to need depending on the crank that you have. So I, I just would recommend watching a video, but you absolutely don't have to take it off to clean those chain rings. So again, just get some degreaser on that rag and just try to get into every little nook and cranny and every tooth on those chain rings. So after everything has been cleaned and degreased, make sure it has had time to dry. If you do not let it dry, once you put that new fresh lube on your chain, you're just basically going to spit that off of your bike when you go out riding for your first time. So then you're going to defeat the purpose of putting any lube on in the first place. So please let that dry. So you've let it dry and now you're going to apply that fresh lube on there. If you don't have a bike stand, put the bike on the ground and you're going to do the exact same process. You have the wheel in place, the cog, all the cogs are on, the cassette is nice and tight, you have that skewer put back in there, you put the wheel back into the bike, then you're going to take your bottle of lube, I use Muckoff, love Muckoff lube, I love Muckoff everything basically, and then I'm going to take just a little bit of lube across the entire chain, you don't want too much, that's going to gunk it up, if you, if you want to really simplify it, you want to put one dot of lube on each roller of that chain. But if you want to do a little bit faster, just lightly squeeze that lubricant bottle, spin those pedals backwards, and just let it apply to the entire chain. After I do that, I take a rag, lightly grip the chain, and take off any excess lube that is on there. Again, you don't need a ton of lube on there. You need just a light coating of lube in order to make that nice and efficient. And then of course, after you get done cleaning that cassette, you want to go out and feel how nice and buttery smooth your all your hard work and your elbow grease made your bike feel. So then how do you go out and make that ride as best as possible or mentally kind of as best as possible? You get things prepared the night before. Now, I don't think you'd prepare to go out for a training ride the night before if you knew that you were going to be cleaning your chain and cassette the next day, but if you were, this is how you would do it. And like I said, before I get into this too far, I have been preparing my stuff at night, especially for early morning training rides when I'm getting up at 5 o'clock, getting out the door by 5.30, something like that. I just need a little bit of time to wake up in the morning so I can eat a little bit, drink my coffee before I go out for my ride. I don't want to think about prepping my bike. I don't want to think about what kind of clothes I should be wearing all of that stuff. So what do I do in order to get my ride as prepared as possible so I can go out and train as best as possible? I take away as many of the factors as I can so that I can focus on my ride ahead. And once I get on the bike, I'm not frustrated at all at myself because I got out the door late or because I forgot something. You know, there's a lot of variables. And when it comes to training, especially training early, there's a lot of things that can hold you back. And that's fine because it's kind of human nature. And just because you for, 
got to pump up your tires and you're out on the bike, that can all of a sudden make that training ride suck. And you're just thinking about that the whole time. Or you get out out on the ride and you forgot water. And now it's like, well, this training ride is going to suck because I don't have water to fuel my ride. Or you got out the door late because you had to pick out your clothes and you picked out the wrong clothes for that weather. So let's start with what can you prepare the night before. So one thing I prepare are my bottles. Whether or not I am riding 50 miles, I'll have two bottles prepared. If I'm just going to go out for a short 20-mile training ride where I'm going to be out for an hour, I'll prepare one bottle. But I will have that in the fridge overnight. I like my bottles cold. So I'll pre-mix my electrolyte mix at night, set that bottle in the fridge. It is all ready to go for the morning. Along with my drink, I have my gels or bars prepared depending on how far I am riding that day. I will have them set out on my kitchen counter so that I can grab them as I'm going out the door and put them in my jersey pocket. This is also a good time to decide, well, hey, I'm going to do 50 miles. I should probably have one gel set out for when I wake up or 15 minutes before I go out on the bike. And then I will therefore have two gels for out on the bike or an energy bar or something like that. So it's a good time to think too of like, okay, how many gels do I actually want to take out on my ride? Do I want to take a gel before my ride? Depending on how you like to structure your nutrition program, You just have more time to think about it. Your head is more clear because you're not trying to rush in the morning to think of all these different things uh, to get out for your ride. So you can plan how many gels you are going to take. Then next, I would definitely check the weather for the next day, the next morning, and see what temp it is going to be so then you can plan what your outfit is going to look like. Also, you can see, hey, it's supposed to rain, you know, from... 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., but then it's going to stop so I can let it dry for an hour and go out at 6 instead of waking up at 5 a.m. and seeing that it's raining outside and now it, you know, makes your ride not as much fun because you didn't expect it to be raining. So check the weather, see what it's going to be like, and then plan your outfit accordingly. This is where you can plan, do I need knee warmers? Do I need arm warmers? What do I need on my body in order to make this ride as best as possible so check the weather use that information to then choose what kind of outfit you are going to wear for that day next check your route or have your route planned don't go into the training ride thinking i'm just going to wing it especially early in the morning for me i can't think that clearly so i have my route already planned the night before and i have my training program planned the night before so i have everything ready And sometimes I will even tape my training program onto my stem. I will do that the night before. So everything is already done. So make sure you know what the weather is so that you can pick out your clothes. Make sure you already have your route done and your training program or whatever type of ride you're going to do. Have that figured out before you go out on your bike. Now let's move to your bike specifically. I pump up my tires the night before, especially if I'm getting up early. So I pump those up to the proper PSI for what I'm riding for that day. Also, I use that weather information to figure out exactly what pressure I'm going to run my tires at. So another reason to check 
the weather. But that can take three minutes in the morning, and that's three minutes you may not have in order to fit in that training ride. So pump up your tires. Also, I lube my chain before I ride every single time. We just talked about how to clean your chain, so this one should be pretty self-explanatory. But lube your chain the night before and make sure that's all ready to go. Then charge lights, especially if this is an early morning ride. Make sure your lights are charged so that you can be seen. It does not do you any good to go off for a training ride if you get hit by a car. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but that's a very serious thing. And I try to be as visible as possible while also still looking fashionably good. I am not, uh, I don't wear a safety vest out there. Not that that's bad. I just like to, to look look like a pro as much of a pro as possible when I'm out on the bike for commuting. It's definitely a a different situation, but make sure you charge your lights, make sure they are ready to go for the morning, especially if you're getting up early and it is still dark outside and then charge your GPS. Make sure your head unit is charged for that day. I actually use a Lazine watch. And so my watch is charging every single night and it acts as my, cycling computer as well so it's super easy for me to remember that because i charge it every night but make sure that is charged for your ride that morning so for me that is my checklist if i'm riding the night before now there's other things that i could do depending on the ride but for the most part bottles are prepped they're in the fridge gels are sitting out on the counter kitchen counter i check the weather so that i can plan my outfit check the weather so i can plan my route, check the weather so I can pump up my tires to the correct PSI, lube my chain, charge my lights, and charge my GPS. So yes, stay as prepared as possible the night before. It just takes away so much of the stress the next morning. And honestly, it will help you train better because you will just have less to think about when you're going out on that training ride and you can think specifically about that ride ahead. You do not have to worry about anything else. And there's nothing holding you back from riding. Trust me, I have been there where I'm like, I should go out for a training ride, but it's going to take a half hour for me to get all ready to go. And I don't want to go through the work of it. I'll be honest, I've been there. And I'm sure it holds a lot of you guys back as well, that you have to now prep for a half hour to get out on your bike. You just want to get out on your bike and ride. If you have all this prepped in the morning, basically all you got to do, put on your clothes, strap on your shoes, eat some food if you want, or if you're doing fasted training, that's cool as well. Drink a little bit of coffee if you want. I don't know if you're a cyclist if you don't drink coffee. Just kidding. Nothing against people who don't drink coffee, but I like to have my coffee before I go. And so just a couple things I need to do before I can get out the door and get on my training ride. Also, I know that I have everything with me, which that makes me anxious if I forget something or if I I'll be thinking about it at night like, oh, I got to make sure I do this in the morning and then it'll affect my sleep. So you just make sure that you have everything ready to rock and roll on that ride. So I really hope that was a helpful tip. It was was definitely helpful for me when I started doing it in my training and it made me more, more excited, more motivated to get out on the bike because everything was, it was just less stressful. It was so much, so much better. So what did we cover in this podcast? First, we talked about how to clean that drivetrain, so clean that cassette, clean that chain, clean those chain rings, make sure that is just buttery smooth, saving all of your components and making that ride feel so much better. And then we talked about 
prepping everything the night before if you're going out for those early morning training rides. Even if you're not, say you're coming home from work, but you still planned it the night before so that when you come home from work, you're ready to go. You don't have to waste a half hour because in that half hour, things can come up. So get everything as much as possible prepared the night before going out on a training ride. It's not possible all the time, but as much as possible, try to do it. So yes, this is the end of episode 13, but don't worry. We got episode 14 coming out very shortly, coming out next Tuesday. I'm going to try to get on this routine of releasing pro news and tech news on Tuesday of that week and releasing maintenance tips, maintenance corner. I don't know what the what the actual term is going to be. I think just maintenance tips is super easy, super direct to the point, but I also like maintenance corner. But I feel like that's been used a lot before on other videos that is a tangent that you really didn't need to know about but we're going to do maintenance and training on friday so we're going to break that up get a little bit more in depth on each of them and just bringing you more content and then i am also working on i ha- I already have a blog started at cyclingwithwants.com so that is another way to get connected but i'm going to work on filling that blog with things directly from the podcast so once you listen to the podcast Then you can go check out the blog to either look at pictures of it, read articles, watch videos. I will have things linked from that podcast onto the blog. I don't have it set up yet, but it is coming along with that email address so I can get to know you guys better. You can send me questions. You can send me whatever you want, really. If you want to send me free stuff too, you can do that. You probably don't, but I just thought I'd throw that plug out there. So I have that stuff coming down the pipeline. This is episode 13, so we are or I am, you know, still new to this whole journey in podcasting. And I can't thank you enough if you are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. I have some giveaways and stuff in mind coming down the road in the next month or so to just thank you guys and try to get all of this cool biking stuff out into your hands. If this is your first time listening, again, thank you so much for listening. This is awesome. So glad that you're on this journey. I hope I can motivate you to get out on that bike more. I know winter is coming, but you can get on that indoor trainer, go get some Zwift KOMs, go ride that Innsbruck route for the world championships. I rode that. It's pretty sweet on Zwift. So yes, this is the Cycling with Watts podcast. If you want more, you can go check out the blog, like I mentioned before, at cyclingwithwatts.com. You can check me out on Instagram, at cyclingwithwatts. Check me out on Twitter, at cyclingwithwatts. Twitter is different. is cyclingwth watts cycling wth watts and that is it again thank you for listening hope you have a great rest of your day go out ride that bike the weekend is coming it is here i don't know when you're listening to this if you're listening on when it releases then it is tomorrow it is saturday it's the weekend get excited yes go out and ride that bike thanks for tuning in we're gonna listen to that orchestra music take us out (laughs) 